This sermon is brought to you by Shofar Christian Church. We hope that you will be blessed by this message. Our audio and video sermons are also available on Shofar TV to download and share. Good morning. You're very welcome here. I just want to know, is there anyone who's here at our church for the first time? Over there. There's a welcome pack for you. You'll see inside there's some, some coffee vouchers. Hope you drink coffee. It's good coffee. So um, I'm Craig from Claymont. Um, uh, as I like to call Claymont, Smallville. I have one wife, two children, two dogs, two fish, and one cat. I'm, uh, I just want to Thank Pastor Andres and Pastor Lisa for the opportunity to share the word this morning. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a great privilege. With him being in Somerset West, that's, uh, that's my old valley. Um, so I was there for 10 years. So I think we just did a, a little, little tag. Welcome to what I like to call Relay Church. It feels like we're in the Olympics. We're like handing over every, every servant. <laughs> you know, uh, so you guys are the, are the final stretch. So you got to run for gold. Okay. So stick with me. We're going to make it. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's close our eyes. Father, we thank you that you have met with us here this morning already. Father, we pray that by your spirit you would lead us in all truth. Father, we pray that this word would, would multiply in our lives in our families, in our communities, so that your kingdom can come and your will be done through us. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of my sermon, Sons and Daughters. Now, before we get there, I start with this question. Are you hip enough? Right? In this world, you've got to be hip. You've got to fit in. You've got to be with the up and up, and if you're not, well, then you suffer loss. You know, we, we, we used to be able to say he and she and him and her, but now it's not hip anymore. You can't say that anymore. That's out. With social media, the world we live in, was I like to call it anti-social media. <laughs> uh, that's why I live in Smallville. <laughs> um, you're a hero one day, and then the next day, someone finds something you said five years ago that now is no longer cool, so then you're a villain again. You're only as good as the last performance you made, as far as the world is concerned. If you don't toe the line of what they say is politically correct now, you will get publicly humiliated. If you do toe the line of what is politically correct, Someone will find something that you said two years ago that is now taboo, and you will be publicly humiliated. So that's the culture of our day, the shifting sands. And if you build your life on the opinion of those of the world in that sense, you will suffer loss. And in that, I've got news for you. You won't be hip enough. But what I share with you this morning, I feel the Lord is, has, has given us as a foundation, so that we are not swayed by the opinions of the world. 
where do we get our confidence from for life in this cultural quicksand? To do what Jesus has commissioned us to do. We need an immunity to that constant change. We know that we are saved from God's wrath. We are saved from this wicked and perverse generation. You're saved from yourself, from your own sin and your bad decisions. But this morning, I feel the Lord wants to talk to us about what you are saved to. Because it's what you are saved to that gives you confidence to do what Jesus has commissioned you to do. You are saved to become. In the natural world, a child, a baby is born, but a baby does not stay a baby. A baby becomes, becomes a member of a family, becomes a child, grows up to become an adult. When we are born again, don't just, don't stay born. Become, become what, what God has called you to become, a member of his family. You know, I, I want to start the answer to this question of what we are saved to with a conversation that was held on Resurrection Sunday. In John 20 verse 17, this is one of the first recorded conversations between Jesus, the Lord Jesus, the resurrected Lord, and one of his disciples, Mary. He says, this is on Resurrection Sunday, he says, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet ascended to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. This is so significant to me that one of the first ways of identifying us by the resurrected Lord is he, he talks to his disciples. These are the, 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 the disciples that three days before this had abandoned him. Okay? They're not in a, a good place. But Jesus' words are my brothers. And he says, I'm ascending to my father and your Father, to my God and your God. The Almighty Creator, the God of the universe, the judge of all mankind, starts our journey of, of salvation there. I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Those are the words he chooses to use. Our immunity to the changes in the cultures of this world starts there. The Apostle Paul writes in Romans 8 verse 29. And now remember, the Apostle Paul, he, he was not one of the twelve. He encountered the resurrected Lord Jesus after. And he uses these words. He writes in Romans 8 verse 29. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. That he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Conforming us 
to the image of Jesus. Yes, it's a process. But what God is looking for, his target at the end is that Jesus would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters, not the firstborn among many servants and slaves. I want you to see that. The Apostle John writes in 1 John 3 verse 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. It's the Father who's calling us his children, and that is what we are. This is where God wants us to find our identity, which is not subject to the changing opinions of the world. It is from this place that we do what Jesus has commissioned us to do. To make disciples, to baptize them and to teach them what he commanded. If we do what we do from that place of knowing our identity as being called children of God by him, then it does not matter what the world's opinion is, what social media says, or what is politically correct. But we see that God calls us his children, but that, that's from his side. He's calling us his children. How should we react to that? We are identified as the children of God. It leads me to this question, that we come across, that, 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 that leads me to this question, whose child is this? If we can put that up. Whose child is this? I, I'm mostly at children's church, so if you don't I, um, recognize me, that, that's probably why. I'm also often dressed up. But at children's church, I don't always know whose child is whose. The parents come and then they collect. But I can tell you, if a child gets hurt, I'll know whose child it is. In a social setting, if you see a bunch of children playing and the parents are there and one of the children gets hurt, you will know who the parents are. You won't have doubt. How we respond in situations of fear, of failure, of hurt, of loneliness, of victory, reveals to us how we relate to God as Father. I want to say that again. How we respond in situations where we fear, where we failed, where we are hurting, where we feel lonely, where we experience victory, it reveals to us how we relate to God as Father. Do we, like a child, runs to their parent, run to God? We see that God calls us his children. But we need to know then how does he want us to relate to him as father? How do we relate to him as the children? I believe the answer that, 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 the, that the 
the Lord wants to settle for us this morning with his scripture is in Romans 8, again, verse 15, how the Father wants us to relate to him, to respond to him. The spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit you received from him is his Holy Spirit. When you repented, confessed your faith in Jesus, believed that God has raised him from the dead, you received his Holy Spirit. You were born again of the Spirit. God does not want us to relate to him in fear as slaves. The God of the universe, the creator, the consuming fire, the almighty. He does not want you to relate to him as slaves. The spirit you received brought about your adoption. And by him, by the Holy Spirit that you received, we cry, Abba, Father. God is the one who draws us to him. He, we, we respond in repentance and putting our faith in him. Then he calls us his children and then he pours his Holy Spirit into us so that we can relate to him, our Father. The we cry here is plural. You're not saved and left on your own in isolation. You're saved and you become a part of a family to become brothers and sisters so that we as brothers and sisters can cry by the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father. And there's this, this, these words, Abba, Father. You'll see in most translations the word Abba is actually in italics because it's an Aramaic word that is just carried across to every translation. It's, it's, uh, it's actually a, a little bit of a misspelled Aramaic word. It actually is more equal to dada, or like my children call me sometimes, if they sometimes want to irritate me a bit, they call me puppy. <laughs> but it's that intimate term, Abba. Abba, Father, is how the Holy Spirit leads us to cry out. It indicates a deep intimacy that, that the Father wants us as his children to relate to him with by the leading of his Holy Spirit. You cannot do this in your own strength. The creator of the universe, by his Spirit, wants us to respond in that manner. The Apostle Paul then Later in Galatians, he puts it this way. Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts. The spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. Previously it said, cries out. Now we call out. It's verbalizing. It's not a whisper. 
there's this desperation in this call that the Spirit leads us in. Because you are his sons, it once again, it affirms your identity. He's saying here, because you are his sons, that's what God calls you. Remember what, what was written by the Apostle John in 1 John. And that is what you are. God sent the spirit of his son, Jesus, into our hearts. It is God who calls us his children and then it is God who sends the Spirit of His Son, Jesus, into our hearts, the one we are being conformed to the image of. Yes. <laughs> Newsflash. You have not yet been finally conformed to the image of Jesus. Neither have I. But that is the work of the Holy Spirit. And that Spirit of Jesus, His Son, in us, calls out, Abba, Father. There is this term, Again, this intimate relationship that the God of the universe, the judge of all mankind, he has not asked us to, to, to use a different term in, the, in our intimacy with him. He's, he's, he says, by my spirit, you will call out to me, Abba Father. He is the creator. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And that's, how he wants his children to relate to him. What we do as far as fulfilling the commission that Jesus has given us must start in this place. It must start in this understanding that he calls us, he draws us, he calls us, we repent. And then he pours his spirit into our hearts and we call out Abba Father. And from that place of knowing our identity, we fulfill the commission Jesus has given us. I want to pause here at this crying out and this calling out. Because there are situations in this life that we're going to come across where you need to let the Holy Spirit lead you to call out and to cry out. But as you do that, God will give you a revelation and an understanding of your identity as his child. We, um, we, call, out, we call out for help. By the leading of the Holy Spirit. We call out, Abba Father. We cry out with a brother or sister. We, we have been born into a family. You are not born um, to just stay on your own. We, we are born into a family, into a community of believers. Many brothers and sisters. So that we can cry out together by the Holy Spirit. You know, in this, in this church, we have this amazing culture of small groups where we have this opportunity as, a, as, as fellow believers to just cry out together, to grow in this intimacy and to call out together. We call out for salvation and God saves us. We cry out where we have been hurt 
where we have missed it, where we did not let the conforming to the image of Jesus continue, where you messed up, you cry out with your brothers and sisters. We cry out. When you experience a victory because His Holy Spirit in you has empowered you to overcome, when you experience that victory, we testify together. We testify. And in that place of intimacy, we pray. We pray, Abba Father, because we know that He hears us. We pray together, we pray apart, but we pray in that place of intimacy, knowing that the Father hears our prayers. From that place, of crying out, of understanding that he's the one that calls us his children. He's the one who pours his spirit into us so that we can relate to him as Abba Father. Our identity is secure. And it does not matter what the opinion of the world is. It does not matter what the changing quicksand of politically correctness says this week. From that place, we can fulfill the commission that Jesus has given us. From that place of your identity as a son and a daughter, you can make disciples, you can baptize, you can teach them to obey. In this week, you know, we don't know what the president's going to say tonight, but it doesn't affect the scripture. <laughs> Good news. Doesn't matter what the president says tonight. We can cry out, Abba Father, in this week with your family, with your friends. We've got amazing technology nowadays, even. You don't you can be to, you can be over WhatsApp or whatever. We can cry out together, Abba Father, in these uncertain times. And by his spirit, he will settle this for us. So I want to, to, I want to ask you in this week, call out together, cry out together, speak out and testify together and pray together in this place where the Holy Spirit leads you to cry out, Abba Father. If you came with somebody here this morning, then um, take a moment before you leave and identify one of these areas. I believe we, um, we can at least identify with one area where you can grow in your intimacy with the Father, where you can grow in your intimacy by the Holy Spirit. So that we can Fulfill the Great Commission from that place where it doesn't matter what the response is of the world and what they say about it. And close for us in prayer. Father, we thank you that we can come to you.
Thank you that you have drawn us to yourself. That you call us your children when we put our faith in Jesus. We are born again. And by your Holy Spirit, you, you pour into our hearts. We can cry out to you, Abba, Father, and you hear us. Father, we thank you that from this place of knowing our identity as sons and daughters, we can move, we can act, we can do what Jesus has commissioned us to do. God, I pray that each and every one of us would grow in intimacy with you in this area. Father, we thank you that your heart towards us is good. That when we cry out to you, we cry out to a good Father. Father, I pray that this, that this word would bear fruit in our lives and multiply so that your kingdom can come, so that your will will be done through our lives on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's take that, that time. Now we've got, we've got a little bit more time before the 55-minute church ends. Let's identify one of those areas that we can grow in intimacy. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and follow Him as He leads you. If you have come here this morning and you have not cried out to the Good Father, don't leave without it. Where you're sitting right now, you can do that. Father, we thank you that you hear our cry. Father, we thank you that you're a good father. Amen. Thank you for listening. Remember that our sermon audio and videos are also available on Shofar TV. Go to www.shofaronline.tv to download and share.